Welcome to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Now here's our mama. Hey y'all, welcome back to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill, the podcast that goes deeper into the worlds of reality TV and entertainment. And today we have a beautiful duo, Caroline and Maria, and their podcast is called Drink Outside the Box. And they are a lifestyle podcast about entertainment, fashion, events, etc. I am so excited to have them here with us. Welcome, Caroline and Maria. Hi, welcome. Good. How are you, ladies? We're good. We're good. Thank you for having us. We're very excited. Yes. I'm so happy to have you guys on. And I have to ask uh, because it's after 5 o'clock where you are. We're in Nashville. Nashville in the house. Love it. I've actually never been to Nashville. Do I need to get out there? Oh, my gosh. Yes. You can stay with me. I have an extra bedroom. (gasps) Okay. I'm coming. Nashville Uh, is amazing. Everybody loves that. Everyone who comes here loves Nashville. So, yeah, you should definitely come. I have heard that. And I have to ask because you know Caitlin Bristow lives out there now. Have you guys ran into her anywhere downtown? She's always, like, at the bars and downtown Nashville. I've never ran into Caitlin, but I've ran into Luke Pell, Well Gotham, James Taylor. I don't know, but my uncle ran into Nicole Kidman one time. She's not Bachelor Nation, Maria. <laughs> Nicole Kidman, wow. Her, yes. I do too. Big Little Lies is pretty awesome. Yes. I still need to start watching that again. People say it's really good. It's very good. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, you need to watch it. Definitely. Speaking of shows that we love to watch, we have to talk about The Bachelor fantasy suites. Real quick, this is not a recap show. I always tell, you know, my listeners that. This is not a recap show. There's so many recap shows out there. I don't want to be just another recap show, but there are certain things that I like to pick out when I see certain episodes. So actually, I want to kind of go back because I know you watched last week's episode. And I want to talk about a certain topic that popped up about narcissism and how Victoria F. is kind of like a textbook narcissist. Would you agree? Yeah, I think she knows how to work it, honestly. Because the fact that Peter hasn't dunked her ass yet it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I think that she's just been so manipulative with him and she gaslights him constantly. I actually, I was raised by one, so I can kind of spot it a mile away. <laughs> and I, from the oh. very beginning, I was like, yep, that's what she is. And I was hoping that he would not fall under her spell. But unfortunately, it's clear that he has. She knew what she was doing. Like, she, ah, she worked it really, really good. And she just, the whole, like, I, playing I, a victim all the time is just, it's so, it makes me so angry. Me too. Actually, though, like, I mean, I think that the season kind of needed that extra drama because the other girls are so tame. They're, they're pretty boring. I mean, I have to say they're, and I don't want to, you know, call anyone boring. I'm sure I'd probably be boring if I was on this show too, but I just feel like, we usually have such, you know, bigger personalities and the ones that we did have are gone now and for good reason. And I'm glad that they were. But I do feel like Peter was just really given an unfair bunch of girls to find his wife. Oh, definitely. And I don't like when people say that Peter's a bad bachelor because I I don't feel like that at all. I feel like he's doing the best with what he has. And also production is just fucking with him so much. They're just messing with him so much and really just 
making it very, very difficult for him to navigate this whole thing. I think he's definitely easily taken advantage of. I think he's just so, I don't want to say naive, but kind of, you know, and, and I think his mom probably is very emotional. So I think he kind of also identifies with like emotional women because that's what he's used to. I think so too. Like, like he is more familiar with that. So he, I can definitely tell he gravitates towards a woman in his life that's like that. Yeah. And just saying that he's okay with having crazy, you know, he doesn't want something that's easy or saying that he is glad that it's been like a fight, you know, with Victoria and that kind of thing. It's like, what? I, it's just, it's crazy for me to hear these things and think that he thinks that's normal, you know, or that's a good thing. And mm-hmm. really it's, yeah. I mean, we all have had these kind of relationships that were tumultuous and kind of crazy at the time we look back and we're like, why did we stay with that person for so long? But we didn't know, like we were young and, and that's what I'm kind of chalking this all up to is just, he earnestly wants to find his wife. And I just feel like he is just taking whatever situation comes and he's just an ultimate optimist, like ridiculous yeah. optimist. But he has so many choices, like good choices. So did Anna, though, and she took Jed. <laughs> I know. Well. <laughs> I know. It's it's just crazy. So how do you feel like the finale is going to go? I mean, if you were just to predict right now, Based on everything we've seen up to this point, how do you guys think the finale will go? I mean, in a perfect world, I would say he sends Victoria home and then proposes to Maddie. But we all know that that's probably not the case based on the previews with Hannah Ann and Victoria um, being in the final two. It'd be kind of like a Colton Cassie situation where Maddie's like, well, you slept with two other girls when you, uh, you knew that that wasn't okay with me. And especially being so close to a potential engagement. So maybe it's like you were right. Like he sends Victoria and Hannah Ann home and goes after to chase Maddie. Yeah, I think that probably is what happens. Because I think that he probably feels he needs to show Maddie that he's done with both of them. You know, that he has written them both off. Okay, they're not the one for me. You're the one for me. I'm going to fight for you. Do whatever it takes. And yeah, kind of like a Colton 2.0 basically. Because that's exactly mm-hmm. what Colton did, right? He sent them both home, Tasha and um, Hannah, and went after her. So, but I don't know. I mean, they're really kind of saying this has never happened before, and that's kind of happened before. So it's really going to be interesting. That's true. Yeah, it's really, really going to be interesting. It definitely has me on the edge of my seat. So anxious. <laughs> There's not enough wine in the house for me to, like, take down the anxiety when I'm watching this show now. <laughs> Just... I don't know if I agree, though, with the rumors about him dating his producer, because honestly, I mean, of course he has to be with her for everything, because right. he's famous now, and so she has to be around him all the time. Oh, well, I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know. People see a photo of, you know, him with anyone, and they're just like, oh, my God. You know, they've got to be together. Maybe. I know you guys don't watch Siesta Key, but he actually, on Super Bowl Sunday, had a uh, live story on his Instagram with Juliet, who is one of the main characters in Siesta Key. And so, you know, rumors flew. But I'm like, okay, he's not going to do that because he knows that he can't. He's not going to be obvious about anyone. He can't be. Right. Yeah. People are just so funny. 
Right. I, I went to be in the Bachelor in Paradise audience back in August, and it was crazy. Like, obviously, you have to catch up with, like, what has happened since then because they're, like, not live. And I had to sign contracts saying that I wouldn't even leak anything. So when I was talking to Maria, I was like, I can't tell you. Like, sorry, I can't even text it. Oh, my gosh. How did you get to be in the audience? That's amazing. I'm so jealous. That's, like, bucket list right there. <laughs> um, I actually, on a Facebook group, I saw somebody had mentioned that they, like, re- or I think they sent in um, bachelorfans at gmail.com. And that's, like, the od- audience coordinator for those shows. So you just send in saying, like, hey, I'd like to be added to the events list. And then that was months before August, so I honestly just thought it would never happen, or maybe they just didn't need people. And then I got an email, like, first week of August, and I was actually in Detroit at my grandma's house, and I'm sitting right next to my mom, and she's the one who got me into watching The Bachelor. So I was like, we're going. Oh, (laughs) my gosh. So I just flew there. I flew there by myself and met up with one of my coworkers that I had worked with one time. And we actually ended up staying at a hotel that we got off kayak, so it was, like, super cheap through the studio. And then all of the the cast from The Bachelor in Paradise just so happened to be staying there. So we were just, like, hanging out with them <gasps> the, the day after, or the day after the taping. That is amazing. Oh, my God. That is so much fun. I love Bachelor events, if only, is amazing for that, too. That's how I was able to go on the Napa wine train and meet, like, 12 of Bachelor Nation. I mean, it was it was crazy. There were more of them than there were of us. People just don't know these things exist. They're out there. These people are so much more accessible than we think. It blows my mind. We need to come with you next time you do that. <laughs> oh, my God. Absolutely. There have been so many occasions different occasions I went to Ashley and Jared's wedding shower because it was on an auction and I won and I was like shocked that I won because it wasn't like like it was an auction you know you put in a price or whatever so I put in the lowest price thinking I'm gonna be outbid for sure nobody outbid me and I was shocked so I'm like at this photo shoot for the podcast and I get the phone call and I lose my shit I was like are you serious (laughs) oh my god and I just, wow. I couldn't believe it. So, you know, of course, Ashley and Jared are there. Ben is there. There were so many people just close to them. You know, Nick Vial, when I, I literally drooled when I saw him. This man is like <laughs> sex in a person. Like, it's insane. I mean, I, I just don't understand like how you could be that sexy. And then, you know, there were so many people. I, I can't even remember Chris and Crystal who now have split, which breaks my heart because they were so cute together. Oh, my Thank God. You. They're so cute together. Kendall was there. Uh, Joe was not, but Kendall was there. Oh, my gosh. Carly and Evan. Oh, my gosh. They were, they were at a, an event in Nashville a few years ago with Derek and back when he was with, um, what's her name? Oh, Taylor? Yes, Taylor. Yeah. It's just so crazy. I mean, if you are looking for events to find these people, you will find it. Like, it, they are out there. I think that was on if only if only.com they have like a special uh, bachelor nation type of events I put like an alert out to see you know what was coming next and um, but they came to SF giant stadium here in San Francisco so I feel like I've been so honored and so blessed to be able to meet them as many times as I have you know they actually know who I am now which like blows my mind (laughs) just like oh my god how do you know who I am you know well we've met you about five times now Aaron so yeah we know who you are 
do remember you some of them of course are like have you know you look familiar have we met but brandy cyrus uh-huh. she's she does the podcast with um wells. Uh, with wells okay yeah uh-huh. wells i met on the napa train and he was the funniest guy i have ever he just oozes comedy like it's just who he is he's so funny and he was so drunk <laughs> he was so drunk he and Blake and Annalise and Vanessa. And Vanessa was so cute. I was like, Vanessa, tell me all about Nick. And she's like, oh, I will. We just had so much fun because we had, there were so few fans there that we just like had four or five hours of just uninterrupted conversation with them. Wow. the best because when there's a lot of fans there, then you get maybe five seconds with them and get a picture and then that's it. Exactly. Yeah. And for me, the VIP, when it's like that, it's really just not even worth it. You know, you just get that picture and that's it. Like you said, my friends and I, we're just so excited to go to any bachelor event. So um, when I meet people who also go, I just feel like a bond with them, like a connection. So, but enough about that stuff. I want to know how you guys started your podcast and how you guys met. How long have you been friends? All the things. So we met first week of January in 2018. So it was my last semester of college. Um, so almost it's been two years since we've yeah. known each other. Two years. Yeah. And then we kind of just bonded because we were taking this on-camera delivery class. And <laughs> both, neither one of us needed it for our major. But I've always been interested in like being a TV personality or being involved with entertainment in, in some way. And mm-hmm. Maria was a journalism major. Yeah. And you took it for the same reason, right? Yeah, I just gonna I took it because I needed to get out of my comfort zone, and I knew that was gonna help me out. So I was like, okay, this is my fear, um, public speaking. I need to get over it. So that's why I took it, and that's where we met. Yeah, so I think we just like bonded because we could tell that we were both like the awkward shy girls in the class. Yeah, and like we're not like that around like a small environment, but when you have like. 30 people in a class, like, kind of, they're judging you because they actually, like, that's what you have to do is, like, <laughs> critique each person's um, presentation. And, like, yeah. there's a teleprompter and there's, like, three different cameras and you, like, have the whole class staring at you behind the cameras, like, oh, taking wow. notes on, like, what you do wrong. And, like, it's all, it's all good, like, for growth, obviously, because right. it's constructive criticism. Yeah. But, like, we were just terrified because we were getting graded on it and so we couldn't, um, I guess I, I had a hard time relaxing in that situation. And so yeah. was it oh, your God. idea or my idea about the shot? Oh, God, I don't remember. But we definitely said, okay, this is probably going to be better if we had alcohol. <laughs> yeah, and we actually went to a school that, like, had absolutely no tolerance for alcohol. So oh, we no. Got caught drinking, being of age, like, I think we would have been kicked out. So good thing yeah. we're graduated now. <laughs> oh my Um, gosh that's so funny we were sneaking shots like in my car which was parked out like right in front of um where our classroom was and so we would take a shot like just you know get us a little lived up for (laughs) what we were about to do and it worked yeah it it did made us a little bit less nervous and we weren't we hadn't drank enough that we were like boys right of course but it helped definitely helped and then we were like oh i guess we are friend who uh, <laughs> brought us together <laughs> yeah and then it was like 
a year later, I, like, had always been interested in radio, and I just hadn't had any, um, anything come up to, like, get me, get a foot in the door, and so I actually was just LinkedIn DMing a bunch of people in radio in Nashville saying, like, hey, can I come pick your brain and take you out for coffee, and he was, well, if you want to be on air, like, you need, like, at least start a podcast or something so that I can get a sense of what your personality is like because you've never done it, so you have nothing to show me. And so I reached out to Maria, and she kind of had the same mm-hmm. same thought, and then we named it Drink Outside the Box because of literally drinking to get yes. out of our comfort zone. <laughs> yes, and to get ideas, and it's just... It's a, it was a good bonding experience because we both were looking for the same goal and just kind of get out there and learn new things and, of course, about radio and a podcast. So we both and still do have the same goals. So I think that's why it's been working so good. Yeah, in two weeks. Oh my gosh, congratulations. I'm so glad you guys met each other and you compliment each other so well, you know, just to the short time that I've been talking to you guys, you really do You compliment each other really, really well. And I'm just glad that you were able to find that person that you can have something so special. You know, when you have a podcast, it's just, it becomes like a child. And I know you guys don't have kiddos yet, but you'll understand like it, it becomes like a child and you're very protective of it. And, you know, you help it grow and all those things. And so to have a partner that's on the same page with you is everything. And I'm just so excited for you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And we really, really hope this works out because it's a really, really, like you said, it's like a, it's like our baby. Yeah. It's like we're raising our baby. So sometimes it can get hard, but we have to be there for it. I think the hardest thing, or the, at least for me, the biggest challenge has been just we live, what do you, like an hour away from each other? Yeah. And so Maria actually works around Nashville. And so we try to record when she gets off work and hope that my work schedule lines up with that. And so it's just scheduling to, like, keep consistency. But every time we do get a chance to be together, we pick up right where we left off. Yeah, it's really easy. Oh, I love that. Well, you guys are probably, you know, soulmates in that way of your podcast. And that will – just having that positivity will make it be a wonderful thing. And I just wish you all the best with it. Thank you. Yes, same with yours. Thank you. I think just as long as, you know, you keep your passion for what you're doing, you know, I always say it works until it doesn't, you know, you, you have passion for something and, and when that passion goes away, then you move on to the next thing, you know, that's just kind of how life is. But that's why I've kind of focused my podcast on interviewing people that are in the reality world because in the entertainment world, because there's always going to be a new show. There's always going to be a new movie. You know, there's always going to be something new that people are talking about. And a lot of times the edits, as we've seen on shows like The Bachelor, are so off. You mentioned Luke Pell, actually. Uh, We interviewed Luke Pell last year, and Luke kind of got a bad name from being on The Bachelor. And we interviewed him, and I swear to you, he was one of the nicest guys, so sweet, and just very kind, you know. And I was so glad because I felt like the world needed to hear who this person really was. And it's just that important, I feel, when people get bad edits or whatever. If, uh, if it's in the cards to interview Mr. Peter Weber, I would be just so thrilled to do that and just kind of ask those tough questions. And why did you do what you did? And how did your childhood affect that? 
and those kinds of things. So that's kind of what I get to with mine. But now you guys are a podcast that talks about entertainment and fashion. Can you give us kind of a little taste of where you want to go with the podcast? Like what your focus is going to be moving forward and what it has been so far? Well, we definitely want to take it far. This is a project we really were trying to put our best work in. But since we talk about, you know, current events, things that are happening here in Nashville, and, you know, just relevant things that are going on in the world, because we touch on other important stuff as well, and like fashion, you know, just things that could be interesting to um, not only women, but anybody, men as well. So we would love to just have maybe a reality show, the same, just bring people that can be influential to others and... I don't know, like that way, also bring a message, like something positive. Turn this something into something helpful that people can rely on to. Okay, this is why I'm going to watch this after a long day. It's going to be a, um, interesting. It's going to help me up, um, bring up my mood or something. You right. know, so we want to be that in the future. So that's why we try to make this very not too serious. It's more homemade and like more down to earth. Oh, I like that. that Yeah, just being real and authentic. That was kind of our platform from the beginning, you know, to just be real, real talk. And it's just always nice to have a platform or like a, a way to vent about, you know, your day or just what's going on in the world. If you're upset about something, you know, that happened. It's just the podcasting life is just so helpful with that. I mean, we all have our friends we can talk to and significant others or boyfriends or girlfriends or whoever, but there's something about just talking in a mic (laughs) to like whoever wants to listen. I mean, it's just so therapeutic, at least for me. I feel that it's very, very right. It's like you just get all your thoughts out. I think if this were, like, a video, I would probably be how I was in on-camera delivery, and, like, it would take me a little bit to, like, actually relax, but just because it feels like, you know, we're just talking and getting to know each other, and that's, like, the beauty of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I usually do, actually, I haven't for a while, I have to be honest, but we used to do games on the podcast, and so I'd love to do, like, a this or that with you guys. Okay. Yes. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> I love awesome. So, um, when it comes to sweet or like salty, what do you guys prefer? I like both, honestly. I always put um, milk duds or snow caps in my popcorn. <laughs> if that tells you. Oh my gosh. Oh God. I think I'm going to go for. That's a hard question. Oh God. I definitely eat more salty stuff. Yes, so I'm going to go with salty. Okay. If if you could vacation to the beach or to the mountains, which would you choose? Mountains, beach. Okay. I'd like to get tan. (laughs) 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 When you think about being married, do you want to be living somewhere like the suburbs or like would you rather be kind of more secluded or actually I should say city or suburbs where would you want to settle down oh god if I have the money and if I have the chance I would love to live in a farm I have a bunch of dogs living with uh, us and like animals yeah that would be my dream okay I would say preferably cities but I would rather have 
more for your money, which would be out in the suburbs, probably, depending on where it is. And also, like, I just want to have a big yard so I can have, like, at least two or three dogs. Right? Yeah, just have dogs around where you <laughs> So you guys love animals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So a perfect date for you, would that be going to like dinner and a movie or would you rather do something less traditional like say, I don't know, go uh, skydiving together or something like that? Oh God, that would be amazing. I would love a date at a museum or go, I don't know, do something like art or I don't know, something like that. Dinner and a movie it's not bad at all. I'll take that. I will go. That I will go to that. I mean, I love to eat and just watch a movie. But something out of the ordinary is also great as well. And that helps you see how you work together, I think. Because obviously oh, yeah. that would be a terrifying experience. Skydiving? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. So my current boyfriend took me to a comedy show on our first date. And I had neither one of us had actually ever been to one. But we went to dinner before that, so we got to, like, chat a little bit before going and being entertained. So I think I think I lean more towards dinner because then you actually have conversation. Yeah, that's true. It's funny you brought up comedy show. I have to tell you guys this. So my husband and I had a little getaway a couple of weeks ago and just to Sacramento, which is like an hour away. But we had no kids. We had no dog. We were just going to be two crazy kids out on the town. And found a comedy show that was so unique. This comedy show, the first part, all the comedians are, they haven't drank or done anything or whatever. And then once the intermission ends, during the intermission, they got so high. Like they literally were just as high as possible and came back and did a set completely high. And it was hilarious. Yes. We were dying laughing. A lot of the times they would just look out in the crowd and just stare. They would not say anything or do anything. And sometimes they're just like, where am I? What's happening? Like, what is going on right now? It was so funny. And you could tell they were not acting. Like, it was legit just how they were feeling from the drugs. Oh, too. I would like to see that. That would be a really funny first date, like a fun first date. Because, I mean, just the reactions and everything. Another really funny part about it was they had the audience members text them gave them the phone number and everything said text me the weirdest thing you've ever eaten hi and so he literally got like 49 responses and he went through every single one of them (laughs) it was so it was so funny so now that kind of makes me in a way want to ask my listeners okay text me you know like ask them a question say text me this answer to my cell phone number and see if anybody will do it that is, yeah that's really funny i've had so much fun with you ladies and you're making me want to come out to nashville yeah you, you should come. you should definitely come it's really sad that i have not been out there i actually i grew up like i said in kentucky lexington and Nashville was not too far away. I've been to like Knoxville. I've been to like all over Tennessee, but I've never been to Nashville. So it's probably time. From Lexington. Yep. There was, that's only like an hour and a half from Cincy, right? Yeah, it's really, really close. I grew up there. I was probably like grade school through high school. I was there. So then I went to college in Florida and I was born in Florida. And um, raised in North Carolina and Kentucky. For what I remember of my childhood, it was mainly Kentucky-based. And then my family lived in Cincinnati for a while. So, yeah, Midwestern. Wow. Pretty cool. (laughs) I know. Then I came out here because of the flight attending thing. And 
Um, yeah, so just funny. And my husband's from Oregon, so I would never have met him if I didn't become a flight attendant. So it's just funny how life works. And yeah, I wouldn't change a thing. I've had an amazing life so far. Super blessed. And as you guys have too. Yes, exactly. Yep, drink for me. I'll be drinking soon here. Just keep hey, the faith. I'm going to become a flight attendant. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It, it's so, everyone thinks it's such a glamorous job, but it is basically, think about being on a bus and that's like your workplace. You are on a flying bus. It is disgusting. It is hot. There are so many germs, rude people. There are not a lot of perks to being a flight attendant. I will be very honest. And I flew international and I flew all over the world. I mean, I've been to Hong Kong, Japan, you name it. Like I've been in Australia. I I'm over it. I cannot stand traveling now. It ruined my trap. My love for travel is gone. Like it's so sad. Oh, that's me. Oh, my mom was a flight attendant too. Oh, wow. That's cool. For what airline? Comair. They're not in business anymore. Very cool though. That's very cool. How old was she when she was a flight attendant? Um, I don't started but I know she was flying up until she had me which was at 45 oh wow okay that is very cool yeah it's it's interesting I think everybody has a different take on it but people definitely think it's much more glamorous than it is but if you are single and you want to see the world there's really no better job but I met my husband a couple months after I started and it was devastating leaving him for any trip like I was just I thought I was gonna die and never come back like it was so bad it was bad, but it, it yeah. did it did kind of, I mean, they say absence makes the heart grow fonder. And in our case, that is definitely true. I mean, we became very mm-hmm. close very fast because of me being gone all the time. Yeah, I had to quit. I had to quit pretty soon after that because I just, it was just so hard for me to, to be away from him. He was my other half. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. I was in a long distance relationship in my last relationship, and I felt like that same way. Yeah, it's hard. It's really, really hard. And especially in the beginning, you know, you want to have that solid foundation. So I have had so much fun getting cozy with you guys, Caroline and Maria. And I just can't wait to see what you guys are going to do next. Very exciting. Oh, thank you. Well, thanks again for getting cozy. And listeners, thank you for listening to this episode with Drink Outside the the Box. I almost said the podcast. (laughs) Drink Outside the Box podcast. And where where can the listeners find you? Where can they follow you? Where can they contact you? Slide into your DMs. We are Drink Outside the Box podcast on Instagram. And then my Instagram is at Caroline Lolly. C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E-L-A-W-L-E-Y. And then mine is at Mary Farron. That is M-A-R-I-F-E-R-N underscore M-O-R-A. You can also reach us, I mean, reach out to us if you want us to touch on anything or just tell us your story at drinkoutsidethebuffsduo at gmail.com. Perfect. Well, reach out to these ladies, please, and give them support. You guys are doing awesome, and we'll definitely keep in touch. So take care, yes. stay cozy, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank Sounds you. Good. Okay. Bye. Bye.